0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Columbus,
1: Ohio, it's time for Columbus Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Columbus Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Diane Grody Adams, and she is with Sapex. Welcome.
0: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about SafeX. How are you serving folks?
0: Well, in a number of ways. Um, Obviously, a little different now than we used to, but that's true for all of us. So we're an industrial hygiene, safety, and environmental support team. So we help our clients meet their OSHA and EPA obligations, as well as reduce costs by keeping their workers safe and
1: on the job. So how'd you get into this line of work?
0: Honestly luck. Um, like many students, uh, when I got out of college, I kind of changed my uh, ma- major and some ideas what I thought I wanted to do. and I happened to be fortunate enough to have a science degree. The state was hiring science majors. I applied and found a career called industrial hygiene and uh, loved it. actually ended up going back to grad school and that's what I've been doing ever since. I didn't even know it was a real career when I went to school. So it was awesome.
1: (laughs) So tell us about, I would imagine in today's world, everybody's very conscious about this now, Uh, a lot more maybe than they were previously pre-pandemic. But tell us about uh, health, safety, and environmental culture. Is there such a thing as that? And um, is it happening more and more?
0: There is a, a culture that supports a strong health, safety, and environmental program. Um, and I have to say, yes, it is happening more, but it's still not um, widespread just yet, Um we're on a growth curve, right? Um, Many of the regulations that uh, kind of got people started in health and safety and environmental um, are still only 40 or 50 years old. Um, And while that seems like a long time, obviously, when you're asking companies to make major changes, that's not that long of a time. But yes, I think as um, people have become more aware about the environment and people become more aware about... Uh, personal responsibility at work, that that culture of health and safety definitely is growing. Um, And so it is becoming more common to have a conversation around it than just be regulatory driven.
1: So now what are some things that a company can be doing to embrace this or lean into this? Uh, A lot of a lot of companies kind of give lip service to some of these words, um, but how can they make it, you know, kind of actionable within their organization?
0: That's a great question, Lee, because you're right. There are companies that use the words on their website um, because they know that that's important, Um, but truly it starts with um, management as most things do within an organization and truly being committed. Um, What they often don't recognize is that there are financial benefits to having a strong culture that supports health and safety, Um, their reputation is stronger in the community, which Um, as we know, buyers um, and are very interested in people doing the right thing and where they spend their money. And so from a reputation standpoint, there's huge benefit that can be gained. And frankly, we also find that employee retention is better when people have a strong health and safety culture. Um, And we all know how hard it is to find good, strong, uh, reliable, well-trained workers these days. So If you talk financial rewards, reputation and retention, um, I would think most management teams would be very supportive, but they have to understand that those values and then it's important to start being proactive and encourage their teams to follow along with the implementation of that culture.
1: So now what are some of the um, maybe some business practices? Maybe you can share some advice or some low hanging fruit for folks that maybe uh, they can be taking advantage of uh, doing the work that's necessary, not just giving this lip service?
0: Sure. Um, some great ideas are, you could even start with simple things as truly, um, reducing waste. So whether that's recycling or doing, uh, process improvements that reduce your waste, um, that's step one. Um, and sometimes just, um, Disposing of waste properly or recycling is an easy thing to do if you just take some time to do that. Um, Developing your employee teams so that they're always looking out for opportunity so that they might recognize where you could be more efficient. That usually also results in being more safe. And so having your most experienced operators tell you, you know, how could we improve this job? Um, Those are two things that I think whether you look just at the uh, recycling and then using your operators to improve your processes are going to start to drive that culture.
1: Now, do you find that younger people really, this is, this is maybe more an important issue for them than it is for older folks?
0: That's a good question. I think the younger people are more aware um, that safety and sustainability and environmental issues, um, because they grew up with us talking about them. But I wouldn't say that they're less important to the older generation. It's just that, and I fit in that older generation, Um, it's just that those were not things that we talked about growing up that we thought were part of business. Now, the younger generation, because of the improvements that we have made in business, now almost expect, if you will, organizations to look at those things and consider them as part of their culture and not just be regulatory-driven.
1: Right. Well, I think that this is an opening for a company that if they're interested in leaning into this, that's an easy way to do it is to allow their um, their folks to serve their whole community when it comes to some of these values and some of uh, like for the environment. Like like if you want to do recycling, like you mentioned earlier, let's do community wide recycling as well. And let's let some of the team members, you know, maybe be in charge of this and to serve the whole community and not just the company. And then sure. that might attract some uh, some folks to the company that want to that make a bigger impact.
0: And it's not uncommon. Uh, we work with a steel company that is very uh, forward-facing when it comes to health and safety and environmental. And they frequently will have uh, waste drives um, at the facility where the local community can bring certain kinds of waste and drop it off. I know a local computer consulting company that once a year allows any of their customers or their workers, uh, family members to bring their computers to get recycled. So you're right, you can kind of spread the word, serve the community, and it gives the people within the company that are implementing those programs a sense of satisfaction that they can take their values and educate and spread.
1: Now, are, are some of the um, ideas that maybe we're talking about today or maybe being implemented today were those kind of wacky ideas from, you know, decades ago?
0: Of course. <laughs> um, you know, if you, I think back to growing up, um, we certainly didn't have everybody on the neighborhood recycling cardboard and cans and things like that. Um, I do think that some of the older generation, older than me, Um, Did some of that because during the Depression, they were able to get money back for saving cans or taking cardboard. um, And those pennies that they got were really important in their finances. But as we got out of the Depression and people had a little more expendable money, I think we got away from those practices. And so I think it was an odd kind of person, maybe back to the 70s hippies people, um, that actually promoted that uh, initially. But now I see it becoming obviously more a way of life.
1: Now, when you got into this, were there some things that you were dreamed like, "Oh, this would be great if more and more people did this"? And then some of these things are actually happening now. And now, you know, the you've the bar, you know, the goalposts have been raised. Now, now we want more, right?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I think that when I first started um, in the business, not every company even had someone that was assigned environmental duties or someone that was assigned to making sure that the workers were safe. Um, It either was an attorney issue if there was an unsafe workplace incident that occurred, um, but as over the years and in my time that I've been working, um, almost every company has at least someone that's assigned those duties. It may be in addition to something else they do because of the size of the company. But yes, there's been a huge transition.
1: Now, are you finding that um, universities are embracing this and then they're creating curriculum to get people, um, you know, educated enough to take over and do what you're doing now and what you've been doing for decades um, and get them, you know, maybe more prepared?
0: Funny you should ask that um, question. I'm actually an adjunct at the local college university um, in exactly that area. Um, they have always had a strong health and or a strong environmental science program, but it was more around ecology. Um, but they have, within the past few years, added some cl- courses that prepare people to be better suited for going into industry to do environmental safety and health. And so they are expanding the course offerings to do just that. And when I first went to school, um, only there were only master's programs that you could continue on that focused on industrial hygiene and safety. And now we have undergraduate programs all over the country that support that. So yes, there's been a huge change in the availability of education around those people that choose to be health and safety or environmental professionals and sustainability now is becoming a part of that as well as uh, new degrees. Um, Ohio state university has some sustainability Um, Otterbein University here in town also has sustainability degrees. So we continue to expand the offerings.
1: So now um, for Safex, what is the uh, niche that you serve? Do you you serve um, all industries or do you have kind of specialty industries you work in?
0: Uh, We are not as niche oriented as you might think. Um, When you focus only on environmental and safety and Issues, we've already kind of narrowed your market considerably. Um, while everyone has those concerns, obviously some organizations, those concerns are relatively small. And so they don't need a partner or they don't need support. Um, so we work across the board of the industries. The majority of our work, though, obviously would be within the construction and manufacturing industries because they have the bigger need, right? There are more health and safety risks and more environmental risks in manufacturing and construction than, say, uh, in in an office building. But we also work with universities across the board.
1: Now, I I was thinking more along like food service or in some of these other, maybe are are those considered manufacturing? Like in, you know, the people that are, that have a lot of stuff that might be (laughs) wasteful, that you might sure. be able to come into play and help them kind of uh, maximize that, or to to dispose of it properly.
0: Sure, that's a great question. Um, we tend, we have not yet to this much experience worked with like food service. Um, most of them belong to the restaurant associations, and they get support through that group. Um, and it's a pretty while they have a lot of potential waste to dispose of properly. It's not a variety of types of waste. And so once they find a resource, it isn't as difficult uh, to continue to maintain a program like that. Whereas if you look at a manufacturing company, they are going to have potentially oils and metals and dust and a variety of types of waste that take a lot of effort to find sources for all of that. So when the effort goes up is where we tend to get involved.
1: And then what is your role when you do get involved? Are you um, like consultants or you're doing actual the actual work of removing some of the stuff? Like where, where does your work begin and end in a, when you're working with a company?
0: It usually just depends on what the customer wants, but we're generally consultants. So we're going to team with their employees and try to identify uh, how do they go about rectifying whatever the situation is. So do we help them find a source for their waste stream, or do we help them provide the training for their employees to be able to enter confined spaces, Um, or do we come in and do an assessment of what their employees' exposures are to different chemicals? So each of those are kind of slightly different in the process that we would support them, but honestly, our goal is eventually to work ourselves out of a job. We want to give our partners the education and the knowledge and the processes and help them put them in place but we want them to be able to manage it themselves because they know their business is best. Um, And so they should be able to, in our opinion, um, be able to continue that program once we step away.
1: Now, do you typically enter into a a new relationship because of a crisis, something bad's happened and they're like, oh, we better call the Safex folks?
0: (laughs) Um, Sorry to laugh, but um, there are occasions that an event has triggered why they get engaged with us. Yes, um, those are probably the least uh, ideal situations because obviously they're in trouble for something or on the borderline of being in trouble. And there's a lot of high emotion and a lot of crisis, crisis and a lot of deadlines. And we can certainly come in and have, in many cases, help them prepare a response to a regulatory agency or help them overcome whatever barrier there is. Um, But the best relationships are those that are like, understand that, you know, maybe we're not doing all we should be doing. Would you come in and maybe give us an assessment, either compare us to others in our industry or just what you know are best practices, and then let us put a strategy together on how we're going to grow and continue to evolve our culture so it does get strong to support environmental and safety. So those would be the best kinds of relationships because you've got time and you've got strategy development and you've got uh, true collaboration on your side.
1: This work to me sounds very uh, rewarding in that the impact you're making is real and, you know, literally lives can be saved. Um, has that been the case when you look back through your career?
0: It is the case. And I say all of us here recognize that we do make a difference. Now, does it feel like that every day? No, unfortunately, you know, we are talking about regulations and establishing relationships. And anytime that you have those two components, uh, there are setbacks and or times that you feel like you just hit a brick wall and you're not making as much progress as you'd like. But then when you stop and reflect, and that's probably true for most of us in our lives, if you stop and reflect at what good came out of the past few months or the past year, You go, oh, yeah, remember X, Y, and Z. So, um, yes, for me, it is extremely gratifying when I can look back and reflect on the differences we've made in different industries or the customers that said, gosh, I never really realized that. That's phenomenal that we can make this difference to our employees as well.
1: So now if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, is there a website? What's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, our website is safex.us. That's the tricky part. Um, and if you go to safex, S A F E X US, um, all of our pictures are on there actually and our direct lines. Or you can always call us at 614 890 0800. And that always gets answered by a live person.
1: Imagine that. <laughs> Well, Diane, may
0: not all be in the office, but we're always (laughs) answering
1: the phone. Well, Diane, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Lee. Thanks so much for helping us spread the word of keeping your employees safe and on the job.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Columbus Business Radio.